You're listening to Skip Intro with Kelvin Yee, Im McNally, and Julian Yap. Today we are talking about the Angry Birds movie 2. Fred, I know we've had our differences, but we've discovered that there's a third island. Fire another ice ball! And they're plotting to destroy us all! Step one, we're gonna break in and deactivate the weapon. We look amazing! We gotta get that key card. Hello, fellow Eagle God. Oh no, he's doing a voice. So this is the sequel to the Angry Birds movie one. <laughs> Tell us <laughs> what it, this one is about this time. Well spotted. Well, Red, Chuck, Bomb, and all the birds of Bird Island are back again, um, having thwarted the green pigs attempts to steal their eggs in the first movie yeah um, while he was kind of the outcast of the village in the first movie Red played by Jason Sudeikis is now kind of is the hero on the island and spends his days thwarting the attempts of the pigs to play pranks on each other the first movie had this weird thing where the, the pigs genuinely wanted to eat the eggs yeah but they were kind of fun characters as well so it was this weird tonal mismatch so they seem to have dialed that back a bit where it's less about genocide and more about playing fun pranks on each other and into this mix comes a new island, which is a frozen island where Zeta, who's played by Leslie Jones, yep. starts throwing giant snowballs at the other two because she wants to move to a higher, a warmer climate. Giant snowballs filled with lava, right? Filled with lava, mm-hmm. let the spoilers. Oh, no spoilers. Oh, no. I mean, if that's going to, you know, if that's going to ruffle your, your feathers, it. like yeah. really, you shouldn't oh, wow. be listening. And that, 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 the, the, the snowballs filled with lava, I think, is, leads to one of the funnier jokes, in the, one of the funnier jokes in the movie mm-hmm. where they explain, like someone says, you can't do that. And she literally just explains to them about like using incredibly savvy tech speak. Yeah. The first movie I avoided, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is hard to do in this job. You can't really avoid watching things, but I managed to skip out on that one. But when I watched it recently, I was surprised by, there's a kind of a zany energy to it. I don't know whether it's because they were like, we've got all this money, we've got all these actors, Let we've no idea what we're doing, let's throw around what works. Because Jason Sudeikis' character, like a lot of kind of put-upon angry characters in movies, I kind of empathize with them. Like, the movie's not about the pigs until the halfway point. Sure. It's more about, like, people jostling him in cues or doing, like, you know, those annoying things that just wind you up. And, like, most people just bottle that up inside, but Red takes it out on people. He's yeah, like because he isn't yeah. liked in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in the first movie, he's kind of relatable. Yeah, he's kind of like anger in Inside Out. You kind of get why he's going to blow his top. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. And when the pigs turn up, they're just goofy and weird. Like, there's a line, I think, that uh, was it Bill Hader has where it's like, we saw you from over there and, we're, and we just thought, Wonder what they're doing. Like, that is the motivation for them to come to the island. Like, there's points where they're just like, we don't need anything else. And when they bring the other pigs out, like, it starts with only two and then there's hundreds of them. It feels like every single pig has a weird little identity. Mm-hmm. Like, some are wearing, like, there's a whole thing about a hoedown in the first movie. So, some of them are wearing cowboy hats. They love showing off their butts for some reason. And... I didn't mind the first movie. Yeah, the first one has a kind of... When you... I hadn't watched it and Ian had explained it to me, just basically trying to convince me to watch it. Yeah. And he did say there was, you know, a quirky kind of humor. And yeah, I watched it and that's true. They're, the cast list has got a weird cast of characters because they didn't know the absurdity of making a movie out of a 
basically an app yeah. of a game that very quickly dropped out of pop culture um, consciousness. So they just threw in, you know, Josh Gad, Danny McBride, le- bringing in Leslie Jones for the second one. So they did, I think they did try to bring back that kind of humor, that kind of offbeat. It's not funny, but it's funny. Zany. It's, uh, it's, is it? Mm. We don't, it's not out there, but it's not in here, basically. <laughs> so yeah, they did try to bring it back. And I think there are moments in Angry Birds 2 where there are, you know, little funny little pockets. But a lot of it does rely on kind of silly falls and bumping their heads. And I don't know how enjoyable this is for everybody. When we In our press screening, a lot of people were laughing, though. Mm. And At the crowd falls mostly, right? Yeah, I don't know if it's just us, but don't think we found it that funny. I look back at my notes, I gave up. <laughs> yeah. I only had two pages of notes, whereas it, when you're scribbling in the dark, it usually goes to six to eight. And things I had down were... Just about how timely the jokes are. There's a major Tom joke about flying into space. Um, there's a baby shark routine, right? Yeah. Which is like already passe. You open the movie with a dab joke. So I think you kind oh. of understand when they started production on this movie. Yeah. And yeah. then there's a, there's a musical joke to turn down for what? Yeah. And it's like, that is like last year, the year before. I don't know. But like, it doesn't feel timely. Like the, the first movie felt like we're just trying weird stuff that doesn't really appear to any, it's not really like a, a time The first thing. one feels more recent than the second one yeah. does. Yeah. And there's a ridiculous amount of mu- of music in this. Mm. They have paid so much money to license all of this music that they could because almost every 20 or 30, 30 minutes you get 30 every seconds. T- yeah, 30 <laughs> seconds. You get a new song, which I guess it's for the parents, but I don't know how much the kids are going to enjoy that because there is there are a lot of the scenes, a lot of the music is tied to that uh-huh, comedy of the scene. I don't yeah. know how, how the kids are going to enjoy that. This is a movie that. that gets Tony Hale, who played Forky in Toy Story, and all he does is play a mime bird that says, oh my God, huh. repeatedly. That's Maya the Rudolph, whole joke. My Rudolph is in this. Yeah. Aquafina is in this. Aquafina was Courtney. I didn't realize that until afterwards. She's oh, like a little okay. helpful pig. And it, it's like, that's Aquafina. If it's if there's anything, the entire movie, I was trying to figure out who did the voice acting for each of the characters because that was, you know, it's not I know it's a and I know it's a kid's animation. I know yeah. that, you know, I'm not supposed to expect too too much from it, but also I think I should expect a lot from it because I don't think you should play down to kids. You shouldn't dumb down your things yeah. for kids. But also I do recognize that there is an audience for this in the five to eight year old. Yeah. Six to ten if you really want to push it. But you know, I get that there is an audience for it, so I'm not I recognize I'm not the right audience for it. But there's also, like, they don't even have the st- courage of their own convictions with the main story. They have to keep inserting these little, three little cute chicks that have a little story that goes on sideways that kind of overlaps with the main story. But it reminded me a lot of the Ice Age movies from Fox, where they had uh. Scrat. Like, they would just have these weird little things Scrat going on. Scrat was funny, though. That was the key. Scrat was funny. So much, oftentimes, when you're watching that those movies, Scrat is the funniest thing in some mm-hmm. of those movies. Yeah. I don't know how many Ice Age movies there are now. There's like five, right? Can you guess? Can you tell? Mm. But they all had Scrat. I mean, Scrat had his own adventures. It wasn't as good when it wasn't just this weird kind of absurdist thing that came out of nowhere. The thing with the hatchlings feels like that as well. It's like, why are we watching this? I've never felt so marketed to in an animation just because, wow, we really want to sell these adorable little chicks. So we're going to make them speak like this. And it's like... We're going to go get the eggs. And someone's going to like that. Like I said, people were laughing, especially at the little hatchlings. So, you know, again, there is something to enjoy there. But I think... We're just dead inside? Probably. (laughs) I don't know. I 
wasn't a big fan of the game. Mm. And I don't know if your attachment to the game is important to this, mm. but I didn't like any of the characters. I don't think they look particularly interesting or funny or adorable. or And I don't find any of them very relatable. So I, I had a problem relating to these characters. And I guess who do I root for in this situation? Peter Dinklage, Mighty Mighty Eagle every Probably, time. Probably, yeah. But if you like these characters, if you like the first one, if your kid likes the first one or the series that's on Netflix, you're going to find something there. I honestly think you don't actually have to have an attachment to the game to, well, either enjoy or dislike or like the movie. Mm. Because essentially in the, in the game, the characters don't have actual characters, right? They yeah. don't have personalities. It was only until the first movie where they somewhat gave them like tropes mm. to play with. They, they injected them with some amount of personality. And that's when it took off, right? The first movie is actually doing quite well. So is the second one, surprisingly. Yeah. Mm. Uh, for, a, for a hot second, it was the highest rated video game movie of all time. But I think the reviews <laughs> have trickled in after that. And oh. the first movie is second behind Warcraft uh, in the box office gross. But... I like the first one has like I did play the game I don't remember that much but the way that the pigs houses which are all stacked at one point like they do fling birds in a giant catapult at pigs houses in the first movie and the way the houses fell I didn't realize is the same kind of physics as in the game I was like looking at going like that looks weirdly familiar (laughs) and the second one just is like it's a spin-off that just what mm. why is this why is this why is this the first one warrants its existence yeah. as part of this franchise the second one is building off of that as part of a money making machine so yeah. we are talking today about the angry birds movie 2 if you have any thoughts you can send it to us on whatsapp that's 018-789-8899 you can also send it to us on social media we're at skip intro my more after this bfm 89.9 be free minded bfm 89.9. Hello, it's Skip Intro with Kelvin Yee, Ian McNally, and Julian Yap. We've been talking about the Angry Birds movie too. And I guess it just goes across any sort of movie, especially when it comes to animation. The sequels don't do that great. They have sometimes a rather strange content. I don't know if it's strange content or if they've just run out of ideas or if they're trying to fit within the mold or the box that the first movie set up. Yeah. And they're trying to, I don't know, build on character development, trying to do something there. But they're always a little bit weird. Kelvin, we were talking about this before. Your big, big gripe with Mulan 2. Yeah. So in Mulan 2, the characters seem to be suddenly, you know, they acted in ways that weren't part of the characters Mm -hmm. and their personalities in the first movie. Mulan is suddenly in love with love. But, you know, in the first movie, it was with duty. It was Mm -hmm. with principles. It was with responsibility. And it was strange that she became a sort of hopeless romantic in the second one. And then Shang became strangely, you know, unable to do anything on his own. Mm. Uh, And then you have uh, Mushu suddenly also turning into someone in the character you don't like because he wanted to essentially sabotage a wedding uh, that was going to happen, I think, between Mulan and Shang. And you just wonder, hey, didn't you guys learn your lessons from the first movie? Why are you acting out this way? Yeah, and I don't know if this is you know, just not enough love or not enough time because obviously people did work on this, but the animation is never up to scratch ever. Not enough love, not enough time, not enough money. Not enough money. Yeah, that's probably (laughs) it. But there are, you know, you can find side by side comparisons of just screen grabs from, I think the probably the worst one is Notre Dame, the Hunchback of Notre (laughs) Dame 1 and Hunchback of Notre Dame 2. Because if you just look at um, Esmeralda in the first and the second, they look like two different characters. Oh, really? They look that bad. And I don't, 
understand why we got so many of these. Yeah, and a lot of them were forgettable. Yes, they are. Well, but that was kind of the point at the time. So they had the the big what was it the golden age of and the Disney animation at the time, all hand mostly hand animated, apart from you know dancing scenes and Beauty and the Beast and stuff. Mm-hmm. But there was a there was a thing we used to have back in the old days, children, called <laughs> the VHS market, where you could get, you would get or direct to DVD. It later became before it disappeared entirely, and there was a whole market in just selling rubbish to kids. Oh, so you would get your Lion King twos and everything else, and it was only with Toy Story. Two, where Pixar were like, no, we don't. They, they were told, you know, just rush out another Toy Story. We'll put it out on DVD. Kids will eat it up. They'll watch it till the DVD wears out. There's no problem. And the Pixar brain trust was like, no, we actually want to make a. We're Pixar. We want to make a Pixar movie. And Toy Story Two is one of the greatest sequels of all time. Yeah. And it's only since then that they've kept that kind of prestige animated sequel. They don't mm-hmm. try to. Pushed them out as much because what happened with Disney was they pushed out so many of those sequels, they started to tarnish the originals. Yeah, and they don't do a lot of those movies justice, right? I'm thinking a lot about Atlantis, The Lost Empire, and then they had Atlantis Milo's Return, mm-hmm. which didn't really do so well for the first movie. And I, you know, we already underappreciate Atlantis, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. But Agree. For, and then the second movie came out and I'm just like, no. No, how wow. are you going to make me appreciate Atlantis more with this awful sequel? But it was kind of okay because it was only released on TV. Yeah. But and, when you guys watched that, you had no clue it was going to be of lower quality, was it? No. no never. And, it, and it doesn't feel like it when you're watching it as a kid, maybe. And my memories of it are just so beautiful I guess because they're yeah. the story of it is kind of transposed onto the great animation of the first one and I just assume that's just one whole story and then you go back to it 10 years later and it's just oh my god this looks like garbage <laughs> and it feels like we don't get these anymore because like you said Toy Story 2 and I think that became then a prestige problem so they started doing prestige sequels that just weren't quite as good because it's mm-hmm. a lot of the you look at these animated movies it takes five years of your life or at least it used to Mm-hmm. to produce these things when you see the the list of animation babies at the end yeah and one of the things that pixar had their run until the good dinosaur was they put the time into those five years like not a, not a cell or of animation was drawn or rendered until they had all their little squares of story on the board and everyone mm-hmm. agreed that this is the best story we can tell and when you're trying to rush out something cheaply afterwards to try and cash in on the popularity there isn't time for that yeah more time, more money, more effort is being put into these sequels now. And we're seeing them in cinemas. Mm-hmm. So like the Angry Birds 2 movie, we're not seeing it going direct to Netflix. Um, How to Train Your Dragon 2 and 3 were massive in the box office the years that they came out. Mm. And oh, the big one that seems to just not die is Hotel Transylvania yeah. 1, 2, and 3. And I think there's a fourth one coming out already. And it seems like, I don't know, it feels like they're kind of breaking this curse. I mean, so I, I've not seen those movies at all because the style just did not appeal to me in any way, shape or form. I thought they looked like directed DVD already, but mm-hmm. their continuing success means that I'm wrong. I, yeah. just have, I need to watch these. Mm-hmm. I just haven't had time. But it seems a bit strange that Angry Birds 2, even though it looks great, we didn't mention earlier. The feather tech. Feather tech. Mm-hmm. Wet feather tech. The wet wow. feather tech is only in the yeah. first one, though. They don't get wet. Did you notice? I don't think anyone really gets... Went in the second one. Maybe they spent too much time on the dry feather tech. But Kel- Kelvin, you don't understand. You have to see the black <laughs> wet feathers on Bob. No, I get it. Like They're with amazing. animation, it's the, yeah. it's the finer details, like the hair and yeah. the feathers that are just really hard to get right. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. <laughs> and, you know, it's not just the feathers. We have sand and the water. If you think of Moana, like we've come so far. 
Yeah. And it, you can see it in this one as well. The story, it might not be that great, but it's still a lot there to look at visually. And of course, it is an animation. So it does go at like 90 miles an hour. I think I remember looking at my watch and I thought, oh no, it's only been 30 minutes, <laughs> but it feels like I've been here two hours. Yeah. So there's a lot to take in. There's so much visual information and it's kind of worth it to see just because there's so much effort and time put into crafting everything. Except the story. Except the story, that's true. <laughs> so we do have a few animation and video game related movies coming up. And, you know, Frozen 2 is set to come out sometime soon. And that looks quite good. But that's we also prestige. Have a, that's, <laughs> yes. And then we also have a bunch of other things coming up, Ian. Well, so looking at the video game front, um, I was looking at different things that are coming out. So one that's big is there's a game called Monster Hunter, which I've mm-hmm. never really gotten into. And I've heard about it over the years where... You hunt monsters in this game, um, but usually with giant axes and weapons and things. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's been out on multiple platforms, huge in Japan on the Wii and on the Nintendo DS, I think. Capcom, who made Street Fighter and like other huge okay. Resident Evil games, it's made more money than all their other games. Mm-hmm. So, of course, there's a movie coming. And they had such a good time with Paul W.S. Anderson on those Resident Evil movies. They're getting him to do it and they're putting Mila Jojovic in it as well. Literally everything about this movie, as I just go down the list, it's just Paul W.S. Anderson, <laughs> Mila Jovovic, Ron Perlman, Tony Jaa, just one after the other. I just can't believe this is real and I yeah. can't believe that it'll happen. There's only been one or two images that have come out from the Monster Hunter production yeah. so far, but even then, I've never played this game, obviously, but it does look interesting competent no yeah it looks like it could it's just Mad Max but a video game yeah if you've seen Tony Jaa he has a giant sword bigger than his body and that's kind of the hallmark of Monster Hunter I did see there is a there is a a synopsis online and it's apparently that people from our world fall into the Monster Hunter world yeah it, it involves the United Nations for some reason. Something like that, yeah. It's like uh, Miljojevic and her loyal soldiers are transported transported from our world to the new world. Um, and she has a desperate battle sur- for survival against numerous enemies with incredible powers and unstoppable revolting attacks. So I'm glad they're working with like just the concepts of the game, right? They're not necessarily trying to uh, you know, transplant the game in a weird way that I think they're trying to do with The Witcher because that's more story-based. Mm. But you know, I'm glad they're doing something similar to how they chose to adapt the World War Z book uh, as a movie. They are taking another plot line, developing it as a movie on its own, but using that world. So essentially, it's kind of like uh, fan fiction. You like that though, with the World War Z? Not the movie. The book was fantastic. <laughs> the book was fantastic, not the movie. But I'm okay. glad they, they chose to do it that way as opposed mm-hmm. to just trying to develop the very amazing, well-written characters within that that book. Well, this well, there's a weird thing because it's like... Video games, we're told, make more money than Hollywood these days, but they still want to try and get some of that four-quadrant money from the people who aren't playing the games. Or maybe they'll come across and play the games and they'll make even more money. There has been kicking around Hollywood since about 2009. They've been trying to make a movie of Asteroids. Do you guys remember Asteroids? Yes. It's a vector game. It wasn't even a proper CRT monitor where you controlled a triangle on screen and shot big asteroids that broke into smaller pieces. Yes. I'm the awful child that played like the Facebook version of (laughs) asteroids or like the like asteroids.com version of it. But But you can can totally see the storytelling potential in that, right? In (laughs) this triangle killing. It's just two hours of asteroids. Angry Birds in space, essentially. Mm -hmm. If they can do something with Angry Birds, they can do something with asteroids. Yeah. Right? 
I don't know. It's just like asteroids. They blow up asteroids. Is like, it Armageddon? Apparently, at one point, uh, the screenwriters come up with the idea that it's about two brothers who like mine asteroids and then they hate each other, but they got to team up to like stop aliens or something. That's happened already. We've seen that. Happen, yes, we, and, and also, sure. why would you need a license for this? Uh-huh. And why do we have to slap asteroids on the cover? Yeah, I don't get it. But it's, okay, I still I, I didn't get a chance to look it up, but it reminded me of like Ridley Scott was supposed to do that um, adaptation of Monopoly. I'd see that. I'd watch that real bad. <laughs> like, I don't even know. This was all around the time that Battle before Battleship came out. Once Battleship came out, everyone was like, oh, A, forget about Tyler Kish for a while. And B, let's not make any more board game movies. Man, what would it be? It would be like American Psycho-y, but rat racy. That's, I think a Monopoly movie would be too grim for the current economic climate. <laughs> like, I think, you know, somebody losing all their money, someone parking, landing on Park Avenue, losing all their money, mm-hmm. and then, have not you know, at one point, the character will have to pass, will go directly to jail, yeah. do not pass, collect They'll $200. Pass tower or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean... Their possibilities are endless. I think they could make that. Ridley Scott should do that again. I Forget just, <laughs> Prometheus 4. I want to see how they work in the community chess, because I want to say, you have won a beauty competition, collect $50. I want to see how that works out. <laughs> We've been talking about Angry, the Angry Birds movie too. You can drop us a note at movies at bfm.my with your thoughts and you can also find us on social media we're at skip intro we want to know you know what kind of video game adaptations uh, into movies you'd like to see this is the evening edition bfm 89.9